0: Hey, well, happy Sunday to you. Are your hands free? Are they? All right. Well, make sure they are real quick because we're going to give Jesus a clap. We're going one clap on three. You guys ready for him? Do it right. You only get one shot. You ready? Here we go. One, two, three. All right. You guys ready for the word this morning? You know, it was uh as summer kind of winds down here. Uh, I was thinking about Cedar Point the other day, and you know what? I hadn't been there. All, I haven't been there all summer. As a kid, I went there all the time. You know, you got the season pass, went there all the time. It was like the one place kind of get away from your parents for a little while it'd drop you off and we'd hang out there uh man but i, I used to love the roller coasters and i still love them in my heart just not so much in my reality <laughs> i don't know about you guys but like it just changes you know it's like i don't know if it's the lines or the rides themselves i'm just like ah it just takes too much out of me i'll I go on like one or two but but life like you know cedar point uh it can be a roller coaster right And and whether you know it or not, or whether you like it or not, the reality is we're all riding one, you know? (laughs) It's sort of like the one you choose, you might have a little bit of involvement there. Like, you ever been on the Mean Streak? Remember that one? I think they changed it now. That's a nasty ride. Like, if you went on that ride, like, you know, the, the signs, like if you're pregnant or if you're here with heart conditions, if you're over the age of 40, like, don't ride it. Then there's like, you know, the Raptor, some of the other newer, smoother ones, you know, let still swing you around a little bit, but everything kind of moves together. It's not as bone rattling and bone shaking and spine snapping. But either way, that roller coaster that you're riding, that I'm riding, has got twists and turns and ups and downs, exciting times and scary moments. And as we live through the roller coaster of life, understanding where we're at and what's going on can really help you. Right? You ever been there with somebody who's never been on the ride? They're just excited and ready to go and you're like, listen, just hold on. This second turn is going to get you and then over here it's going to be this. You know when to smile. You know when to hang on tight. You know when to get your hands up, when to tuck them back down. It's always important and it's always uh, more of a skill and 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 a better way to go if you know where you're heading. But the reality is those things change and sometimes they come out of nowhere. The seasons of life change, do they not? We're in a change right now. The other day I woke up and 46 degrees hit me in the face. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm going back inside. I'm going to need a hoodie. I came outside in shorts and a T-shirt thinking it was still summer. Then I got my big sweater on. I came out front, take the boys to the the bus and had my coffee and all the feels. I'm like, ooh, this is great. I love it. I miss fall. I love fall. Then I was like, oh, no. I know it comes after fall. That's when I'll be waving from the window. Have a good day. But fall's here, and you can feel the transition. It's taking place right before our eyes. I was driving down 90 today, and the leaves are just a little less green, a little more yellow, even seeing some red starting to come out. And it's a beautiful time of year. In fact, I think for most of us Northeast Ohioans, it's probably the, the favorite time of year, right? Maybe not. <laughs> no. Well, it's mine. You know, I love, I love all the fall feels. And it's my birthday, by the way, coming up here soon, just to throw that out there. But as the seasons change, just like life, we recognize that in those moments, that if we're just a little bit more prepared for them, then we can handle them in a way that allows us and helps us to progress through them with just a little less nervousness, just a little less craziness. So where do we go and what do we do as the seasons of life change? And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. You know, just this past year, or this past month, actually, this past couple months for me has been a lot of change. I, you know, we, we sold our home and we went homeless for a little while. And I think I told you guys a little bit about that. We're into our home all the way through that. We were coaching baseball and doing life and working jobs and, baseball ended and football started and we got into a house and we're trying to progress our way through that and I woke up this morning or one morning and realized I have a senior in high school blows my mind but life changes and it just keeps on changing there's not really much I can do about it I got some unfortunate news just the other day my aunt Catherine my great aunt Catherine she passed away and it was a kind of a miracle very unfortunate but My dad's sister, she came to visit just a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. We had her over the house and everybody came. It was a beautiful moment. Great grandbabies and grandkids and nieces and nephews and aunts and uncles and everybody was there. And we hadn't seen her for a long time. It was an unfortunate kind of family thing going on between her and my dad and their side of the family and this side of the family. And that lasted for a long time. But about four or five years ago, he reached out and you know, I think he just said this pretty, pretty plainly. This is just silly. Like, what are we doing? We're just too old, and life's too short, and we're the only two left. We've got to get together. And so they began to mend that relationship and build that bond and rebuild what the, was broken. And over the years, spent time together. And just that short time ago, she came, and we all got to see her and hang out. And then suddenly, boom, out of nowhere, we get a call. And Catherine was in a car accident. And she's gone and it's sad and everybody's heartbroken, but man, what a miracle that we had the opportunity to be together one last time for her to know that she was loved for her friend that she brought along with, we call we call him her friend. You know, she was 84 years old. So I don't know if you have boyfriends and girlfriends at that age, but <laughs> I was instructed to refer to him as his, as her friend. But accepting him, bringing him into the fold and, and, and telling him that we love him and we appreciate him and we appreciate the way he treats our Aunt Catherine and creating that security for her was significant. Not knowing that just a few days later she'd go to be with the Lord. So those seasons come and those instances, and those upheavals happen and they disrupt things and they disturb things. But man, how good is it to know than when you've got God on your side. He kind of just puts all things together for good. He recognizes those twists and turns before we even get there. And he places the opportunities, if you're you're paying attention, right in front of us to connect with him just before the storm hits, to be prepared, to, to, to have a little bit of a heads up, a little bit of a notice. And suddenly when those things happen, you're thinking to yourself, man, this is not a good situation, but man, I'm so glad that God gave me this opportunity before it took place so that I could be prepared. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. The seasons of life. What and when should we do during these times? Well, the first season I want to talk to you about, ugh, and I'm sorry I have to do it, but I figured i just rip the Band-Aid off. It's winter and it's coming. But winter is a season of storms, and I know we get them all year round, but there's nothing like a winter storm. That cold wind coming off the lake, that sideways snow and rain and hail, the winter storms are something like no other type of storms in any other season. Now, some people from the South might argue that when hurricane hurricane season comes around, but for us folks here up North, winter is a stormy season. When you're in winter, what do you do? You seek shelter. You seek shelter from the storm. You know, a few years back, I spent some time up in, um, we were in, we were in, uh, where was it at, New Hampshire. We were climbing up in the White Mountains, and we made a goal to do a climb called the Winter Traverse. I may have even told you guys this story before, but as we made our ascent up Mount Jefferson, we had a plan in mind, and we got to Jefferson, and our plan went out the window. (laughs) One of our climbing partners got sick, and He couldn't go any further. And I had the guidebook in my hand and I'd previously read it a few times and kind of went through some of the details on where and what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And I knew that somewhere around page 20, it mentioned, if at any point you get stuck on Jefferson, do not stay overnight on Jefferson. Find somewhere else to go. Get down. It sits in a saddle just like this, right? And so I'm looking around, I'm like, hey, we, we've got to move. We can't stay here. Well, at the moment, everything was fine. You know, it was gray skies, it was wintertime, but there was ice and snow, but things were fine. There was no wind, and, you know, my friend just couldn't move. And I'm like, but we've got to move. We can't stay here. And for about an hour, we went back and forth on how we were going to get him to where we needed to go. And it's a pretty steep descent to get below treeline. And at this point, I convinced myself that the weather was okay and nothing was going to happen and we'll just stay here. Even though in big, bold, black letters it says, do not sleep here. (laughs) So ignoring the warning signs, I found a little kind of notch in the mountain. And I backed our tent up against that area and built some rocks up around it to maybe think I would be able to prevent what came from damaging us from damaging our tent. And so we settled in. My friend fell asleep right away, not feeling good. He's ill. And I'm kind of up just taking care of things and doing, doing whatever. And about an hour goes by and everybody starts to fall asleep. And I fell asleep as well. And my one buddy, he starts to elbow me. And maybe a few hours into our sleep, he's like, hey, is this supposed to be this windy? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not the weather guy. But yeah, we are on a mountain, so it's going to be windy. It's just kind of like this, man. 30 minutes or so go by, and he starts elbowing me again. He's like, hey, is the, is the tent supposed to be shaking like this? Like, it's just, it's going back and forth. He's like, look at it. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. It's bad. It's, it's not fun, and, but, but it's, it's okay. Like, this is just kind of part of the, the, what you signed up for, man. It's going to be all right. A little more time goes by, and he's elbowing me again. He's like, man, I don't think something's right. Like, this is not good. It's getting really bad outside. And I'm like, all right, yeah, it's probably getting pretty bad. I'm like, let me go check on the tent. So I get out of the tent, and some of our guidelines had broke, so I re-tied them up, and it's freezing outside, right? It's winter, and I'm grabbing onto rocks, and I'm trying to tie ropes. I have to remove my gloves to do that, so I'm taking care of those things. I come back inside, and I get things settled again, and all the while, our friend who's not feeling well, still just sleeping through the storm, no big deal. Kind of calm my other buddy down, and I'm like, listen, man, this is going to be fine. No, no you know, Nothing's going to happen. We'll wake up tomorrow, and we'll get out of here, and everything will be all right. Well, about an hour later, things got so bad, and I'll speed up the story. Things got so bad, I looked over at him. I said, hey, you need to get dressed. And he's like, what do you mean I need to get dressed? (laughs) I'm like, you need to put your clothes on, like all of them. Get your boots on, pack your bag, like be ready to go and wake him up. So we got everybody woken up. We got everybody dressed. Everybody's a little bit of a panic mode. And the winds began to blow so hard that our tent completely collapsed. And the only side that was still remaining with his poles intact was the side we had our backs up against, pushing against the wind as it blew and sustained winds. What we find out later, were on at over 120 miles an hour. Well, the good news is I'm standing here today and we made it through the storm. And I really didn't think it was that big of a deal, but those guys will tell you a whole different story. Because we didn't die, you know, so we're fine. But the following morning when we woke up, The sun was out, blue skies, everything was great, and nobody had any idea what took place. But as we packed up our belongings and we left a little monument on the side of the mountain of our broken tent poles (laughs) from the night before and our ripped cord, we began to walk down the mountain and get off and we ran into a few day hikers that were coming across and they were just enjoying their afternoon, had no idea what had taken place. But what I realized at that moment is when storms come, when life happens, it's always unexpected. Even when sometimes the signs are right in front of your face and you make the decisions you know you shouldn't have made and you're sitting there and you're telling yourself, man, I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. And you don't think it's going to happen and then bam, here it comes. Or innocently, you get into the same situation and you didn't know what was going to happen and that storm still punches you right in the gut. But for God's grace, we've made it through another one. We're able to see the morning. And here's the reality. Storms will happen. They're not going to go anywhere. As much as we love to believe it and love to buy into it, just because I know where I'm going eternally doesn't mean I'm not going to deal with what's happened in here. And when they do, they happen suddenly. Storms come very fast. We've got the lake just a couple miles down the road from us. If you ever spend any time on Lake Erie, you know that that water will turn up real quick. It's very shallow. So when a storm comes, you'll see boaters flying in, trying to make their way into the harbor as quick as possible. Just a few hours before, maybe even 30 minutes before, things were sunny and no waves and seas were calm and everything was fine. I spent some water on the, time on the water this summer. I, I thought, man, I'd go out on my paddleboard and I'll enjoy the sunset. Everything will be fine. And here I'm looking out over Lorraine and I see the storm coming out of the west. Like, oh, I got plenty of time. I'll watch it. It'll be pretty. You'll see the, see the water line come creeping towards you. I'm probably like three or 400 yards offshore. It's no big deal. I can get in quick enough. And I probably waited just a little bit too long. I was like, All right, I'm going to start paddling. I got about 100 yards from shore and the wind just kicked up. It flipped me off my board, took it, flew it down the other side of the beach, and I'm just swimming in, trying to get out of the water. But they'll come out of nowhere. I had no idea that was going to happen, even though I've spent a lot of my life or my whole life living on this side of town. But the storms will come out of nowhere. You have no idea what's happening. And storms, they're seasonal. That's the good news. They come and they go. They're not going to stick around forever. In Jeremiah 16, 19, it says, Lord, you are my strength and my protection, my safe place in times of trouble. Even when they do come, and they will, just know this morning that you have a safe place. That the Lord is your safe place in your times of struggle, that he will be with you. Here's one that you can recognize. Your safe places is a place where God loves you. Recognize that he is for you. He is not against you. Remind yourself that the Lord has your best interests in mind. When you're going through the storm... Find a safe place in remembering that the Lord loves you. Psalm 107:29 says, He calms the storm and stills the waves. A second place you can go to and remember is that you want to put yourself around people who encourage you. When storm comes, that's why it's so important to be a part of a church body. To have people around you that will encourage you through the storm and remind you that there's a plan and God is working on your behalf behind the scenes. You know, just the other day, I got a really struggle, really rough email. I'm coaching my son's third and fourth grade football team, and whether you know it or not, there are some folks who believe that scholarships are being handed out at eight and nine years old, and if their child doesn't get the ball enough well, then their career is over. And so as thankless as the job is, I do my best to help all the parents understand, like, be patient, not just with your kids, but especially with me. I'm doing my best To create an equal opportunity for all of them to get carries, to play this position and that position. But you have to remember, like, tackle football is a whole other thing. I know he's really good at this and playing flag, but now we're here and they're younger. And we got to give them the opportunity slowly so they can build up, uh, you know, the the skill sets that they need to be successful. And, man, one game in, and I saw him coming from about 100 yards away. Hands on the hip, like, hey, uh, coach, I need to talk to you. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. I don't want to be that guy. I'm like, well, time out. Now you are officially that guy if you're starting out with that sentence. But gave me some advice, and, you know, I tried my best to give him an explanation, and before I could get a few words out, he began to walk off. I said, well, do you want to talk about it or not? He said, no, I just want to make sure you know that. He, he didn't get enough reps, and he needs to have more reps. He's never going to learn. I said, All right, and he just walked off and left, and then. What he didn't know was that I was making a plan for a whole other situation. We kind of went through the first game and figured some things out and got an email a few days later. A long one, man. Like a long, long one. The kind of email you start to scroll down, you're like, I'm going to have to come back to this. I'm going to I'm gonna have to come back. Like point one, sub point A, point two, sub point B. I'm like, all right, I don't know if I have the energy for that right now. I need to be in a focused area. But well, my first instinct was to send it to a buddy who I know coached last year. In fact, he was the coach for my son's team and I was his assistant. And I wanted to send it to him because I knew he'd get a kick out of it and I knew what he would do. He would, he would call me and he would tell me how ridiculous those people are and you don't have to listen to that. And he, would, he wouldn't encourage me. He would encourage my flesh is what he would do. So I started to write it out. I'm like, mm-hmm, send it forward, forward. And I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Because as much as I love him, I knew what he would bring to the table. And I had to send it to somebody that would encourage me. That would remind me, hey, look, man, you're doing a good job. And even though they don't get it, you're doing it for all the right reasons, and you're, you're progressing through these, the, 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 the skills that the kids need to get so they can become better players. And, and you know, these people just don't understand, and they're good people, and they, I, needed, I needed to be encouraged in the Lord. I needed to bring some positivity to the situation, so I sent it off to somebody else, and sure enough, that's what I got. You've got to surround yourself in a safe place by finding others who will encourage you through the situation. Don't run to that friend. You know they're going to bring the negative vibes. Go find somebody who's going to challenge you a little bit. Like, listen, I know that's how it makes you feel, but here's what God says about it. The second thing we go through in our seasons is spring. And I like spring. I don't love spring, but I like spring. It's on my top two, I think. Spring is a good one, especially around these parts. Because in northeast Ohio, that means we're coming out of hibernation from the winter Time Time finally changes. It's no longer dark at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. There's stuff you can actually do and get outside. Spring is a time of planting. It's a time of newness. It's a time of growth. It's a refreshing season in our life. But it's a time when we must invest. He lifted me out of the slimy pit. Ten degree temperatures, ice, snow, gray, everything. It doesn't say that in the Bible, but that's how I feel when spring comes. Out of the mud and the mire, he set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. That's the spring season in your life. When you're coming out of a bad place, when you're coming out of hibernation, when you're coming through a season of storms where you thought would never end, suddenly God provides springtime and here it comes. A newness, a refreshing, a restart of what was lost. A renewed perspective, a renewed purpose, a renewed praise. It's a time to plant. It's a time to harvest. In Ecclesiastes 3 2, it says it's a time to plant, to get busy working, to invest, to learn, to grow. We'll move right into number three the season of summer. It's the season of waiting. It's a good one because, man, it's finally warm. We broke through the cold, all the fun's happening, May, June, July, it's all parties and barbecues and everybody's out of school, we're having a good time. Isn't it funny how just a few months ago you drive out in the country and you see the corn just coming up out of the ground and right around July it's about knee high or so and you're like, man, this stuff was taking forever to grow. The other day I drove out to the country, I was just kind of taking a nice little drive, that stuff is above my head at this point. Like out of nowhere, it just sprung through. Because of the labor that took place, because of the investment that was made in the spring, summer becomes a time of waiting in our lives. A season when God refreshed us, he brought us back, he got us out of the mire, and now we're renewed, our spirits are ready to go. We're investing into ourselves, we're learning and we're growing, we're taking all the proper steps that we need to get to where we want to go, and then summer comes, and it's like, man... May and June were fun. July was awesome, right? The beginning had 4th of July. The barbecues are still going strong. And then suddenly it starts to click. Like, oh man, I better start preparing. All the stores start changing over. School supplies come back out. You know, football season's gearing up. 2 days are happening. You hear the bands playing off in the distance. It's a sure sign things are about to change. And then you hit those dog days of summer. You're like, God, I spent all this time I invested, I planted, I worked hard, I did the things you told me to do and I don't see anything yet. What's going on? I mean, it's been, it's been years. I've been at this church forever and still yet I can't, even get a, I can't even get a name on a badge. I can't be a part of this. I can't go here. I've been at this job forever. It's so thankless. They don't even, they don't even offer me a raise. I gotta beg for when I get turned down. When is the breakthrough gonna come? When am I going to get what you promised me? Everything is done, but nothing is happening. I've gone through the storms, I've planted the seed, and now I want the harvest. In Psalm 37, 7, it says, rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him to act. Summer really is a season of rest. And it's more than just rest. It's trust. We've come through the storms. We've made the investments. We've been reinvigorated. We've worked hard. Now it's time to trust. It's time to to rest in the Lord, to allow his miraculous power to work on behalf of your life, to sit back and enjoy the scenery. Go to the barbecue. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Watch the corn grow, but, you know, relax. It's coming. I promise. Then Jesus suggested, let's get away from the crowds for a while and rest in Mark six thirty one, Even he knew. We can do all the work. We can make the investment. But there's at some point a time when I and you need to rest and just trust that our Father is working on our behalf behind the scenes. Matthew 129 says this, accept my teachings and learn from me, because I am gentle, I am humble in spirit, and you will find rest for your lives. You ever hear somebody say, Yeah, but I'm so tired. Okay, then go lay down. It's okay. Because you've gone through the storm, you've made the investment, you've done the work, and now it's okay to rest because while you're resting God is working on your behalf. He's continuing to do the things that he said he would do in his perfect timing. And you're establishing in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit a trust that will propel you into what's coming next. What's coming next is the harvest. It's the fall. It's the season of success. You've made it. It's the best season of your life. You've gone through the storms. You invested in the spring. You planted the seed. You've rested. You've trusted the Lord. And now you're seeing the fruits of your labor. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Let me help you understand something this morning. You are something he did. You, me, are something that he did. And what the Bible just told us is that whatever he does prospers. So no matter what season you're in this morning, whether you're going through winter storms, if you're currently making the investment, you're working hard on progressing yourself, working through the things you have to work through, educating yourself where you need to be educated, reestablishing the relationships that need to be reestablished, kind of getting rid of some things tilling up the ground, preparing to plant. Or if you're in fall, or if you're in summer, excuse me, and you're just kind of sitting around waiting for the corn to grow. You're not quite sure what else you're supposed to do with your hands. Like, I did everything you asked me to do, and I just don't know what else to do. Then rest. Or for some of you, you've gone through all those seasons, and now here we are. You're starting to see the fruits of your labor. Things are really starting to pay off. Because God succeeds at whatever he does. How do I get into this season? Because I know everybody wants to get there. That's where I want to be. I kind of want to stay there all the time. It's not how it works, but I want to stay there all the time. If it could be pumpkin spice lattes and football season, I mean, maybe y'all, I I say that for you. I don't really care about pumpkin spice lattes. I just want to, you know. But if it could be football season all the time, I'm good. Let's do it all year round. You know, just like sunny during the day, cool at night, perfect for a fire, I'm in. But the reality of it is, it's not that way. The seasons change, and they're going to continue to do so. The storms are going to keep coming in your life. You're going to have to reinvent yourself again. You're going to have to sit and wait and trust and relax and rest. And then success is going to come again. How do we do it? How do we get into this season? We stay in His presence. We don't grow weary in well-doing. We shelter, we plant, we rest, and then we harvest. John 15:4 says this, Take care to live in me and let me live in you. For a branch can't produce fruit when severed from the vine, nor can you be fruitful apart from me. Stay in his presence. Stay there. You can't expect to get to where God has planned for you if you're constantly removing the plant from the dirt. If you're removing yourself from God's presence it's as if you were planting a seed and a few days later you don't like the progress so you're ripping it up. And I'll start over again. Stay in the ground. Stay in God's presence. When you're in fall, here's what you do. You celebrate. You celebrate. You enjoy it. You just just let it all loose. like, God, thank you so much for giving me what you've given me. But there's more than just that. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crop. So celebrate it. It's good. You got what you earn and you got it and it's yours and, and you paid the price for it. But also you should share it. You should give it away. You should be a part of the collective family of God that says, Look, I got to where I'm at and now I want to show you how good God is in my life. And because he's blessed me, I'm going to bless you. The last thing you should do with it is you should save it. Because winter is coming. Just like the homesteader. Right around this time of year, maybe even a little bit earlier, we gotta start chopping the wood. We've got to start buckling things down. Gotta start preserving all the things we're gonna need to make it through a cold winter. We've got to we've got to save for the winter. The seasons of our life as they progress, no matter where you're at today, I just want to reassure you that you're coming out of it. You're moving into the next season. Your summer isn't going to last forever. The fall is here and God's success in your life is so evident. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Stay the course. Stay rooted in the Lord and know that his success is is your success because he succeeds at everything he does amen amen stand up and with me as we close so why does god give us the seasons he gives them to us to awaken our trust he gives us the seasons to awaken our trust enjoy prosperity whenever you can and when hard times strike Realize that God gives one as well as the other so that everyone will realize that nothing is certain in this life. Nothing is certain in this life. He gives us the seasons to encourage our growth. He knows in reality that without it, we're all just going to sit around and fall sitting around the fireplace, drinking coffee and hanging out, relaxing, enjoying the success of life. But he wants more for you. And as a good father, he recognizes that he has to allow the realities of this world to take place in your life so that you can trust in him and that you can grow to where he has planned for you. Isaiah 33, 6 says this, he will be a sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom knowledge man it's a reassured thing reassuring thing to know that I can depend on God no matter what season of life I'm going through no matter where I'm at and even when I'm in the successful season even when the fall comes around even when the harvest is happening that I still have a father who will be there for me when the storms come after Amen? Amen. amen amen altar ministers if you would join me at the front this morning For those of us that are experiencing the success of the harvest season or whether we're in the summer season, we're still just kind of waiting on what it is God told us he would do for us. Many of us are investing. We're working very hard. We're trying to get to where it is that God wants us to be. We've made it through the storm. We finally come out on the other side and we realize, man, that was a place I never want to go back to. I promise, Lord, I'll read the guide manual and I will never sleep in the middle of Mount Jefferson again. Please don't make me go back there. And we're seeing the mistakes. We're seeing the errors of our ways. And now we're learning and we're growing. We're pressing through. Work hard. Stay working. Stay consistent. Put in the time. Plant the seed. And then rest. For those of us that are going through the storm right now, I want to reassure you, and in the fact I want to promise you, on behalf of Jesus Christ, that that storm is not going to last forever. That those 120 mile per hour winds won't blow you off the mountain. And even though what you're going through right now feels like it's insurmountable, That the weight of what you're feeling and dealing with sometimes feels like too much to bear. You're going to wake up. Blue skies are going to reveal themselves. There will be joy again. There will be peace again. because your God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will always be your refuge in the storm. No matter where you're at this morning, if you'd bow your heads with to make Christ your Lord and Savior still living your life alone in the storm today is your chance is your opportunity to never have to spend another day alone never have to spend another day without shelter, without covering, without hope on the horizon. It is only made by choice, though. gift freely given but it has to be taken and so this morning if that's you in the room or online wherever you're watching I I beg of you don't spend another day alone don't spend another night out in the cold Allow the Lord to cover you from the storm. To shelter you from the pain. To restore your spirit. Bring you out of winter into the spring. To rejuvenate your mind, your heart, and your spirit this morning. By simply doing this. Repeating after me and saying, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I give to you my life in exchange for your eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, you'll never spend another day alone. That's a powerful knowledge. It's a rejuvenating understanding. It's a springtime feeling. folks that are up here at the altar with me this morning are some of the best around. And I know they don't look like it, but I can guarantee you every single one of them has ridden the mean streak, they've been on the corkscrew, they've been on the Raptor, Millennium Force, and they'll tell you all about it, and they'll even admit to you they're still riding the roller coaster of life. They look real good, but the reality is is until we meet our maker, we're not getting off. But the good news is they're going to help you understand a little bit better about when this twist comes, here's what you want to do. Once you hear that last click at the top, you want to go ahead and just throw your hands off and go for the ride. Surround yourself with people who will encourage you, who will educate you and help you understand that this life doesn't have to be lived alone, that you don't have to stay in the storm all the time. They're here to pray with you this morning, to bless you, to support you. If you have any need of any kind, please make your way to the front before you go that way you're visiting with us today, I want to spend just a few minutes with you out in the lobby. Come and visit me. Shake my hand. Let me introduce myself. I'll tell you about the church. I've been here forever. It's home. Otherwise, I want you to be blessed. I want you to live right. I want you to love everybody. I want you to pray hard. Amen? Happy Sunday. We'll see you next time.